This is the second half of the recording of The Backlog Breakdown, episode 15, our discussion on Shadow of the Colossus. Due to the fact that this recording was a very beefy boy, this episode has been split into two parts. This is the beginning of the second part. But the next one, the third one, and this is probably like top three for me. And not because yeah, it's like okay. a, a super special fight in the sense mm-hmm. that like, I don't think there's a, like mechanically, uh, it's not like the best, but it, uh, the set piece, and this is Gaius, or sometimes I've heard him called the knight in general, or the, the, the technical, like the, the, the alternative name is the earth knight, but um, he's got that big long stick and like. I don't know if you guys remember seeing any of the old. Um, I actually have a poster. It was like a, like a, in the middle of like one of the, a video game magazine, and a friend of mine framed it and gave it to me. And it's, uh, but it's, it's there was a, a, a flyer like some of the ads or the advertising for this would have a picture of Gaius and then Wander, and it's sort of like, Wander is very tiny, Gaius is very big, and it's sort of. Um, and it would say sometimes mountains are meant to be slain or something like that. It was like the sort of the, the yeah. tagline for the game. And I just remember that, that visual sort of being like, when I saw that, I was like, that is the coolest thing. And then, like I said, my friend gave it to me. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I have it. I actually, I'm, I'm going to hang it someday in this room. This is my, my, my study. You should. Yeah. It's, it's a very yes. cool piece of, of work. Um, but he's like he's the most in in some ways I think he's the most iconic um, and the one most often associated with the game. Uh, thoughts, Josh. Um, so I think this is where it gets more complex. Um, well, before I get to the fight, I think also what you had mentioned about Quadratus, uh, Micah, is that with this one, it was the first time that I remembered playing through the game where it did lead you down and and crossing the bridge was was really cool don't get me wrong um but i do feel like it showed you more of the world in order to get to gaius maybe that's simply because i had to swim in some water in order to get there um but i do remember just that sense of dread (laughs) having to get into the water but also because you have to leave aggro behind and so you're going by yourself I was, again, I was still learning the controls a little bit, so I fell down a couple times after I had kind of climbed up um, to the kind of the spire of where Gaius was. Um, so it was a little frustrating, but it was also kind of like freaked out by by where I was you know, going. I don't want to fall in the water. No, 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 no. <laughs> right, right. Oh, I did it again. Um, so so th- there was a lot of emotion getting here. <laughs> Um, but then getting to the top and seeing, yeah, this, this tall, lanky thing with a huge sword, um, that is attacking you, uh, it, it, yeah, it was really cool, and you had to, you had to think, and the game teaches you through contextual clues, it doesn't, and I mean, it, 
if you're doing, if you're like me and you don't get it right away, Dorman kind of like nudges you and will give you a little hint, um, which is, which is helpful. But sometimes even after that, you don't really get it. Um, so it took me a while, even this playthrough to, to figure out what you were supposed to do. But this is where you start seeing that, okay, it is going to be like you, like you had mentioned, Nate, that it is going to be more of a puzzle. Like there's going to be more to it than just look for the glowy thing, hit the glowy thing with whatever you have. Um, like, no, you need to look around where you are, see if you can use your surroundings, um, and, and figure out what you're supposed to do. So, um, no, it was, it was a really cool fight. Yeah. This one is, um, the first one where, where you're, uh, so whenever I first played this game, let me back up a little bit. When I first consumed this game, um, I'd heard all the hubbub about it, uh, saw it was getting like, you know, perfect tens, re- review scores and stuff like that. So me and my buddy at the time, now brother-in-law, Brett, um, decided to play through it together. So we took turns with every Colossus. So I played the first one, which means I had all the odd number Colossi. Okay. Um, and so I, here I am playing number three. And at this point in the game, we're very... Or at least I am. I'm very interested in like what does the next one even look like. Very interested. Okay. Like, like the, the the mystery is like peaking right now for me. Like where are they? What is this land? What do they look like? So when we get to this guy and you like, there's a little bit of a journey to get there, like you said, Josh. Um, and you go up that that ramp and see. And I believe this is the tallest one outside of Malice, the last one, or maybe it's the third tallest. But he's really really tall. And again, the, the sense of scale is massive, and he's the first one that sort of is out to get you a little bit and actually aggressive mm-hmm. towards you. Um, so yes, I agree with you, Nate. This is one of my favorite ones. This is probably top three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's the cover star of the PS4 version, um, so he's gained popularity, I think, since the game originally released. Um, but yeah, this one's wonderful. I, you know, and just like I think, like to like. One of the things that I think sets this fight apart from some of the others is that this is, in my opinion, one of the best set pieces, too. Because we've talked a little bit about getting to him, but like that broken sort of spiral ramp bridge sort of thing that goes up to this tower It's that's sort of sticking out of the water, and then it's this kind of it's at an angle and there's this giant disc platform on it. Like, that is just such a cool piece to climb up to. And then when you get up there and you see him, it's like, one, this thing is like, this game does not mess around with scale. Like, it's like, it's very, you're very small. Everything else is very big. And then, you know, and now you can, one of the things too is like, I learned later, you can defeat him without breaking his sword. But... Like yeah, there's there's a, there's like a little hmm. cheat hack sort of thing. It's not like a hack, but it's like a like there's there's a couple of tricks you can do to actually circumvent the hole. Because what you need to do is like there's that giant stone button. I I don't know if I have a better word for it in the middle, and you need to get him to hit that to to get him to break his sword, and then that makes access to him much easier. But you can you can defeat him without breaking his sword. It's actually, I think, one of the trophies in the PS4. I yep, looked at the trophy list. Is. So, um, but he, it's just like, it's one of my favorite. Like, I've actually, this is one of the few fights that I've, I've just like pulled up on YouTube just to watch. 
because I think it's just a, such a cool colossus, and I just like seeing how other people do it. Um, so he's he's like yeah, top three for me easily, maybe even top two. Um, you got Phaedra, the next one, the horse, which I think is an okay one, but agreed. Yeah, you know, um, you know, Josh, what are your thoughts? Um, this one, it took me a while to to kind of get what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think I think it, the game is teaching you context is key. So, like, obviously, there's this area in the center um, that you can get to that it can't. So it does. It it's it's trying to teach you just with the world that you're in, with the arena that you're in, what you're supposed to do. Um, but yeah, overall, I did get a little frustrated with this one constantly getting on aggro and trying to jump and not really doing like missing a lot um yeah yeah i i appreciate that this one looks different like it it has a unique look to it it has a unique way of traversal um it's smaller obviously than the last one but yeah i i wouldn't put this one this is probably a bottom tier colossi for me just being honest Mm. micah yeah, I don't disagree with that. This one, I agree with you, Josh, that this one was the first one I remember being really obtuse with trying to figure out what to do with it. Um, okay. Or not really not obtuse, alone. just kind of like, what am I doing? How can I trigger this exactly? And for a while there, I remember thinking, I know what to do and still couldn't execute it for a while. Um, but yeah, this one is uh, good as far as variety aesthetically, but um, mm-hmm. not, I, I guess. After just coming off of Gaius, I was a little disappointed with the scale. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a small fry. Um, but yeah, he's okay. Yeah, it's just sort of like, yeah, this is like, yeah, I would say bottom tier. Um, I think like the whole mechanic where you get his attention, you get him to look into the hole, and then you run to the other side. Jump. Like It's like, okay, I, I get it, but it feels a little tedious. It feels like the, the windows on some of the timing for that was pretty, like... It didn't take a lot to like jam you up and then mess up the cycle. Um, it's probably yeah one of my least favorite. I mean yes, visually it's very very cool design. Um, yeah, but like I just uh, kind of underwhelming. It's kind of there's a reason nobody really talks about the fight with Phaedra. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, number five. We're on to, and this is like one of everybody's favorites. This is probably top three for just about everybody. Um, maybe not, if if not number one, but Avion, Avion the bird, the I you know, uh, it's just it's like everybody who's played this game knows this fight, and uh, just uh, just about every time I talk to anybody about this game, we end up talking about the bird colossus, and um, yeah. So Josh. Man, oh man. So I, I think probably one of the best things that Phaedra does is gives you a contrast with this one, <laughs> right? Because this one is like nonstop um, action. At least it, it feels, uh, it, this one gets your blood pumping for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, even from the moment that, and again, this one's just one that's hanging out, you know? Um, the yeah. arena that this one is in, again, pretty ominous. You have to get in the water in these ruins. It's kind of off in the distance, Spooky. doing its own little thing. Yeah. And um, it almost like the tail, it's kind of wispy, just kind of flying around. 
you have to be the one to pull out your bow and arrow and attack it. Otherwise, it's 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 not going to come after you. But once it does, once it turns towards you, that moment of... That, I remember the first time that I played it was definitely more so than this time, but still, it, it felt cool this time. Um, that moment of when it turns to you and swoops down at you, you just kind of like tense up because you're not <laughs> sure what's about to happen. Um, but it's really cool because then you jump and grab it as it's coming at you, which feels cool. And then I think even kind of the height of the excitement is while you're grabbing on, it is continuously flying through the air. Um, so I, I don't know. Again, we, we've sort of we've mentioned in the past that there, there's this culmination of visual effects and audio cues that video games have that um, that just hits you emotionally and I and, and I, I I wasn't sitting there like thinking oh these mechanics are really cool um, but just the sense of traversal and speed and the wind in the fur of the Colossus and and that if you let go you could fall back down which again mechanically it's not that big of a deal you just fall back in the water meh whatever but it feels so much more important when you're when you're holding on for dear life on the back of this colossus um so yeah definitely a highlight super exciting um in in it there are other colossi after I, I think this one like like the first colossus it has the advantage of this is the first time that it feels like the Colossus is moving really quickly while you're holding on for dear life. The other times, I mean, they, yeah, they can shake you around, but they were more big and lumbering, or Phaedra was, was quicker, but it was much smaller. This one, it feels like the stakes are, are much higher because of how big the Colossus is and how fast it is, and uh, yeah, it feels, it feels so great to fight this Colossus. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't have said it better. That's um, that f- that feeling of when you're sitting on that platform and you make the jump to its wing. Oh my goodness! Like uh, <laughs> experiencing that on the PS2, like even like technically, it's like how is this possible? Like I'm I'm in the water yeah. and then I'm like up in the air and the wind's blowing and the the music is hype and yeah. Um, Oh, it's one of my <laughs> most single favorite moments in games. Period. Um, and you're holding on for dear life. You, how hard are you mm-hmm. clutching R two when you're mm-hmm. on his wig? How hard is like, you, like you said, when you fall, it has impact because you, you got to do the whole thing over again. Um, and then just like uh, you know, there's a. Um, it may depend on what difficulty, but I think there's a a weak point on each wing. You go each wing and then go back to the tail. And when you're walking back to the tail, it's just like <laughs> you think you're gonna fall, and um, yeah, oh, it's so wonderful. Um, I had never seen anything like that when I first played it. There's just simply nothing like it, um, which is what th- th- this is the one. When I, I like I said, when I originally played it. I played the odd one, so I got Gaius, and then I had this one. So at this nice. point, I'm like, I'm in. Do you, I'm your like, buddy is probably great. like feeling like he's getting like shafted. I got the on. horse. <laughs> the stupid horse. Oh, oh man, I, I definitely got the uh, the good end of that stick. But um, oh my goodness, I was on cloud nine and still am. Every time I play it, it's just, I get I get 
tingles every, at that moment mm-hmm. every time um, I streamed it the other day, you know, or you know, a month ago. I say the other day, like a month ago or whatever it was, and um, yeah, I got to that point. It's the same thing. So stinking good. Cool. But yeah. But yeah, it's uh, you know, and it, I, I don't have anything to add, but it's more the same. <laughs> like every time I do this one, um, one when you got to duck under the water. To, to first get into it I'm like oh I don't like this yeah. don't like this oh, don't yeah. like this yeah. nope, 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 nope. Um, <laughs> but then you get to the platform and you're just looking at this thing and you're going okay okay and you're like okay come on come on uh-huh. and it's like no dog I'm, I'm not doing anything and then yeah. when you finally like engage it um, I was like the other day when I did it and I think I might have posted something in the book club about it but just saying like I almost got on, on that initial because I was grabbing the lizards and everything else and, and we'll talk about that a little bit um, at the end but I was grabbing lizards and fruit on my way and so my stamina was built up a little bit and I was like this is also the first time where you're really paying attention to the stamina meter like yes. mm-hmm. like versus any other Colossus fight this is the one where it's like oh no like but um, and I was like I'm gonna go for like the trifecta I'm gonna go for both wings and the tail all in one fell sw- and I, I, I messed it up but I was like this close and it, I just I ran out at one point in time and it was like it was on the second wing and then I, I got the first one and I made it through and so you know he, he's sort of like and there's those periods of like the banking Oh, and I'm just yeah. like, oh, and like I have a very real life fear of heights. So like this game, like this this fight or this uh, I don't know experience. And this is one of those things too. And and like I would love. I don't know if I would. I don't know if love is the right word, um, but I was just thinking like, how cool would this game be? To experience it in VR. Um, oh my gosh, I would have a heart dude. attack, dude. Uh, uh, I don't even really know how they would do that. <laughs> I know, but I, I I want to see it happen sometime. Um, but yeah, I just I giggled like an, I was just like a. <laughs> um, but no, I was just like this is one of those fights that like in like it is as intense as it is and just sort of controlling the avatar of Wander. I'm like, man, can you imagine something like that in in VR? Uh, be horrifying and glorious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. So, uh, I, we could probably spend the rest of the episode just talking about Avion because um, it, it's probably it is probably the best fight, um, just as far as like impact and emotional impact. Um, it, it's my favorite Colossus in the game. It's yeah, it's definitely. It's like the design, everything, the velocity, the size, like it is just like leagues above everything else in my opinion. But we got we got we got a whole bunch more left to go. So we're going to go to the next one <laughs> is Barba, the barbarian, the barber, the bearded wonder. Um I can only aspire to have a beard as glorious <laughs> as that Colossus. Oh, it's close, Nate. It's, awesome. it's real close. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, that thing, his waves in this way that, like, I can't get mine to do unless, like, there it's wet. There could be a Nate Barba Photoshop in the near future coming to the <laughs> to the group. I don't know. <laughs> I, I welcome it. I welcome I it. I love it. But, Josh, what did you think of Barba? 
um it was it was fun it i i think on on the one hand he does have the the um misfortune of coming after avion and he is more kind of standard in terms of mechanics in terms of what you have to do um it's more obvious that you know you climb up him you find where the hair is you grab onto the hair and you climb up him and then you stab him where where he needs to be stabbed um some of the highlights though is that he is very aggressive (laughs) Mm -hmm. this one is not just kind of hanging out like he is smashing down walls to get to you and you really feel how like small you are and and it's both an advantage and a disadvantage but because he's like ducking around looking for you you feel like you're the intruder and he's trying to just kill you because you're because you're not supposed to be here um but then also you feel kind of cool because you're like nice and nimble and quick and you can get away if you're if you're paying attention to where he is in relation to in relation to where you are. Um, but outside of that, the, the mechanics aren't it, it does feel not necessarily like a rehash, but it does. It, this one is much more streamlined because it feels more um, ugh, words, man. Uh, it just feels like it's it's so similar to what you've done already that you know what you're supposed to do immediately and you can get it done quickly. Hmm. Yeah, what, what this one um, kind of fails at in just sort of uh, overall design, it makes up for in the fact that you have to climb its beard to get up on mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that that's awesome. But th- this one... Um, yeah, this one is a shaker. When you get up on him, he is a shaker for sure. Mm-hmm. I remember th- this is probably the first one where um, uh, I had to get back on him several times, you know, just because the, the grip meter was running down. Um, but yeah, I like this one a lot. He's he's probably in the upper half of my favorites, I think. I just like the beard and okay. like how he looks. Um, and I guess that's that's why I like him so much, just like how he looks. But um, uh, yeah, this is a fun one, really aggressive. Uh, and uh, it's got this, this one also has probably one of the best songs that accompanies it, I believe. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, this is, this is a good one. Yeah, um, I don't really have much to add. I, I, I'm, I have to be honest. Uh, the first time I played him, um, I ran like I did not understand. Like, so when he breaks through that wall, that giant wall, and like, and then he starts like stomping after. You, I was like. What, what what am I supposed to do? And like for for whatever reason, I didn't hit like the right part of the wall to actually climb up. I was like, "How are you supposed to get away?" And um, so uh, you know, eventually I figured it out, and I you know climbed up over the walls. And but this this fight left like you you feel very almost like a cockroach, sort of like scurrying. Like you have to like jump, run, scurry. Um, and yeah, like once you get on him, like he's like, yeah, he'll fling you off, you know, in a second if he can. Um, but yeah, it's not like a super, um, intense fight, but like physic or visually he is, his design is like probably one of my favorites. I feel like all of the humanoid colossi ought to have giant beards, but you know, I am predisposed (laughs) to sort of thing, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and, and that's a good that's a good point. I forgot about that. When you're first running away from him and he's smashing down the walls, it it is pretty exciting because 
you have to be really quick or you're going to get smacked around by him. And I actually got really frustrated with the camera on the PS4 version of this because it kept wanting yeah. to like juke me around. And I'm like, no, I need to be looking ahead. Stop this. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was like, and it was like at, at one point in time, like I, it like in the, the, the one cut scene or whatever, it forced the camera back and you still have control of Wander. And so I'm like, I'm like, move, run, you stupid. You always have control of Wander, yeah. FYI. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's, it, you don't always think of it in, in those, like, sort of those intro cut scenes, but yes. Um, but this is one where I very much resented the camera angle for the, that couple of seconds. Um, mm-hmm. So now we're going to go and the next one is we we sort of already talked about it a little bit. Um, And like I said, this is probably my favorite and my least favorite in the entire game. And it holds the the, the distinction of being both um, because I absolutely love this. All of the movement that you you sort of wrestle with in Avion is 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 present in this fight against Hydrus, but it's in the water. And oh boy, do I have feelings about that water. Um, so we're yes. talking about Hydrus or, or the Leviathan. Um, and uh, yeah, so Josh, let me like, let, let's, why don't you weigh in on this for a little bit? Well, it is pretty interesting, actually, now that, now that you mention it, there are a lot of things that are similar between this and Avion. And uh, one of which is just the arena that you fight him in. Is that it's still it's it's another similar area where it's it's you're in the remains in this ruined remains in a lake, and so already it feels you're already for I I am already freaked out because I completely agree with you something about this game in the water well a lot of games in general um, but especially this game. Maybe it's because the water's black as opposed to blue mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything's so dark and it feels ruined and you're like, just mentally, oh, this has got to be ruined for a reason. Oh, this thing has actually survived. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, but it feels very ominous. And then you see the light sparkling and uh, me personally, I'm thinking, no, no, this, no, come on, <laughs> come on, no. We're not going to do this. And then, yes, um, that's exactly what you're going to do. So, so yeah, this, um, I've said it on previous podcasts, this is the single most um, freaked out I've ever been by a video game. Um, I haven't played too many horror games, but regardless, be, this, um, because of the way that Shadow, and this isn't something that we mentioned on this episode, but I, I do think there's something about this game that is very immersive you know, like like I talked about, even even just the the, the buttons that you're using to grab onto the um, to the colossi, it's just kind of a culmination of of the graphical style and the lighting and things like that. Um, and like you said, Micah, it's it, it's something about the time in which it was made. It was the first one of the first games to do these kinds of things. Um, that because of all of this, it it has freaked me out more so that like the first time I fought this. Not this time around. I made it through without pausing the game. But there, I had to pause and set down the controller. I want to say twice, maybe three times throughout mm. the fight. Just because I needed to, like, center myself. Because it, it was really freaky playing that. And you can ask my... She was in the room. My wife was in the room with me. 
um, because I, it, it, just something about it just really freaks me out playing it. And, and I had to focus more on the mechanics this time around and be like, okay, it's a video game. You, you just, you know, you're just supposed to do this. Okay, if you don't do it. Um, so there was still definitely that feeling welling up this time around, but I was able to kind of like just push it down and 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 reassure my 29 year old self that this is just a video game <laughs> um but but yeah the, so it, hopefully you've gathered that this has has very much impacted me even just as someone who plays video games um and I think it's great. I, I don't know that it's something that I want to experience a lot, <laughs> but uh, but this yeah, this is definitely a highlight, and it's something. It's one of the most memorable uh, points in the game for me. Yeah, this is the one that I dread the most coming to it. That I I'm not I, alone. I very much uh, enjoy the battle, and I, I like the design and everything else. Uh, that the set piece, but man, I hate doing it. Every time I know it's coming, I'm like, oh, this one, because it's just so <laughs> scary. I don't, for lack of a better word. Um, it, I remember the uh, like the first time we played it. I felt like I was trying everything I could to stay up on the towers and like get its attention and not get in the water. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't mm-hmm. all have to get in the water, do I? I don't. Surely not. I'm gonna stay up here and get its attention. <laughs> He'll come out and something will happen. Uh, no, you gotta get in the water with it. And that is the moment. And again, the music is spooky uh, on top of everything, and um, you're just sitting there waiting for it to come at you, and it's freaky. Um, so this one has a, a special mood and vibe to it that the other Colossi don't have. Um, well, and it's not even like it's not physically all that menacing. It, like you know, when you think of like the other behaviors, like this isn't super aggressive. It's just like if you're there in the water, it swims up by you, but it's not like trying to like mm-hmm. smash you. It's not trying, but it's like you're in that water, and well, no, you know, if people could see me, like I'm like my entire body <laughs> is tensing as I'm thinking about this. Um, when I was, and this is the one that I left off on, um, you know, on my, my my most recent playthrough here on on the PS4, and Dorman. Oh no, it's not. No, it's not. Because I did, I did do the next one. But Dorman's like, just get in the water. Like it's basically like, because if you stand around long enough, Dorman's like, you need to get into the swim around and get its attention. And I'm going like, <laughs> and and the voice for Dorman in that that we in the the PS4 version is like this weird like, um, has like a male female sort of thing. Josh, it, it, it's Ooh. it's different. It's different than the other versions. But like, I'm like, shut up, shut up, Dorman. <laughs> Jerk! You, know, you think it's easy? You get in the water. You get in the water. You know. Um, but yeah, like I said, it is easily like one of my favorite experiences. Um, but at the same time, absolutely, absolutely, my least favorite. I mean, um, I enjoy it. Like, yeah, I love it every time I'm in it. And when you finally get him, like when you finally get uh, Hydros, like. It's like okay, and like I just want to get out of the water now. Can I get out of the water? And then the the black snaky things, you know, they, the the mm-hmm. smoke gets me, and I'm like, oh no, I'm still in the water, <laughs> you know. But it's yeah, it's there is something about this fight that to me, um, in some ways, is like way more terrifying 
than any of the others. And it's just like this fight every time gets me in such an incredibly visceral way that, uh, yeah, man, so good. But it's also awful. Um, this, it, I mean, this is like an excellence in sort of design sort of issue for me. Like, it is terrifying for all sorts of reasons that have absolutely nothing to do with it being like a super aggressive, menacing, violently oriented colossus. It's everything else about the game, which to me is just masterful. But so I didn't mean to cut you off there, Micah. But um, I no, just, no, no, that was that was I was I was I was done. Okay, so, and again, this is another one that I think, given enough time, we could wax eloquent about Hydrus <laughs> for hours. Um, mostly the water that you have to get into, because that water is just awful. But mm-hmm. actually, uh, the next one, Kuramori, Kuramori. I'm not the the. I used to could just call it the wall crawler or the gecko. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, this is actually sort of a, a, like, as far as fights go, like, I, I think it's, it's, it's entertaining. It's not one of my favorites. It's sort of, like, this is sort of middle of the pack for me. But the one thing I do like about this, this fight is if you can do it right, you can have one of the single most. Just, like, the coolest moment in in the entire game. Um, But this is the one, and and this is the, also, um, in getting to him, this is the one time in the game where I didn't mind swimming in the water. Um, Because the water's clear, and I can see fish, and they don't look like they want to eat me. It's very, like, getting (laughs) to his, like, temple or his coliseum is very, like, it's very tranquil. It's very nice. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Uh, it's actually like I was just I was sort of like as I was like walking around I was like this is like uh, this is probably one of my favorite environments it's like very secluded yes. very tranquil um, and like going up to him and I was like man like and it just sort of made me appreciate the game um, but Josh what did you think of our friend the wall climber yeah I, I think I agree I think this one was fun um, this is the so this is the first new Colossus that that I went to in this playthrough because I had played Hydrus before. Um, and this one, it was, it was more of a puzzle. Um, there, there were a couple pieces that it took me a while to kind of catch on as to what was going on. But once, once it snapped into place, once I figured out what I was supposed to be doing, it wasn't, even though I, I would try and fail or I didn't have, you know, it, it fall on its back and I didn't have enough time to to get on it and really hit it. It wasn't really that frustrating. It was like, okay, let's let's just do it again. Like uh, this one was probably one of the most fun colossi that I fought. Not frustrating, um, it, but and and I mean not too um, obtuse, if that makes any sense. Like it it was yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that I have much more thoughts than that, but, yeah, but the, the, I had a good time. This one's a lot of fun. Um, this is easily the most aggressive one up to this point. Um, yeah, shooting those little right. poison, you know, balls at you or whatever that create the dust. Um, so he's definitely trying to get at you. Um, but yeah, this one's a lot of fun. Uh, Nate, are you talking about like just a a leaping lunge onto this yes. guy's stomach? Okay, yeah, that is super duper cool if you can pull that off. Um, if if Josh, if you didn't do this, it's okay. 
but you need to like you need to check this out on YouTube because when you like okay. if you can do it yourself, it is like single-handedly the most gratifying experience in the entire game. But like watching somebody else do it is also very very cool. It's, so nice. It's like you can jump from the platform and hit like as he's on his back and come down on his spot and go wham just drive the sword in nice. it's absolutely wild and you can do this right micah you you you've done uh, this yeah well yeah you uh you can get swords through the time trials again that are one hit kills and so Whoa. it's even extra uh extra special if you can pull it, it's difficult yeah but you can do it mm-hmm. it's good stuff so dang so you beat him in like 30 seconds with the cheating sword yeah (laughs) it's not cheating the game gives it to you you have to earn that sword i did earn it yeah so yeah it's like mechanically it's um it's it's i i think sort of like again i would say like mechanically middle of the pack sort of fight um the the colossus (laughs) design is interesting i like the fact that he is like way more aggressive and so like you have Mm -hmm. to be a little more on your toes there's not as much time to sort of think through it um But yeah, uh, like I said, and and for anybody listening, seriously, if you've never seen um, or been able to do the the like lunging jump thing, I remember the first time, like I was watching a YouTube video and I watched somebody, I was like, no, you can do that. Oh, like, it was like, <laughs> and it was like, uh, then I spent a bunch of time trying to do it, uh, and I can't remember if I actually ever did. Um, but it's it's a it's a it's a fun fight like i said probably the leading area like getting to him is like i said probably one of my favorite environments in the game agreed yeah um basaran uh i always like thought he was sort of like this 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 next colossus was sort of like a cross between um a tortoise and a spider uh in my like um opinion yeah and this is the one where you have to use the geysers to sort of upend him but um mm-hmm. Josh thoughts um I honestly don't have much for this one um again I think it it teaches you what you're supposed to do just simply by the area that you're in you know at, the, at this point in the game um you're you've kind of already been clued into the fact like check out your surroundings check out what you can do to to hurt this guy and I I felt like it was fairly simple this one was was one of the least frustrating i'll say out of all the new colossi that i fought um he didn't give me much trouble that's interesting because I, I think this one is very particular and just getting him over the geysers i, I find difficult mm-hmm. generally speaking and i remember the first handful of times i played him certainly had a hard time getting him lined up i feel like huh. uh this this colossus battle is a precursor to kind of some of the some of the problems for uh Fimitu await his later game, The Last Guardian, um, where you're trying to have to Ooh. sort of get this big lumbering guy to do what you want to exactly. Um, and it's mm. just going to be frustrating at times. So when people talk about, and you mentioned it earlier, Josh, about just sort of the controls and the um, feel a little clunky and that sort of stuff, it certainly mm-hmm. does. Even back when it originally came out, the controls weren't one of its strong points, I don't think. No one was singing the controls and stuff like that. Um, and this battle, in my opinion, kind of highlights some of that um it just seems i found it difficult to to corral this guy and to get him to do what i want to even though i know exactly what to do but mm-hmm. i still enjoy him he's all right um he's in my bottom half though i think 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I would sort of like, you know, Josh is like, ah, it's no big deal. And I'm kind of like, man, I remember trying to get him over those geysers with being just like a, a pain. Um, but that's more of like sort of like an environmental and I issue where it's like you need him to be in particular spots at certain times. And when he isn't, it's frustrating. And I think, yeah, just to sort of echo Micah's thoughts here, like my biggest sort of frustrating, like it's an okay fight, but um, it is frustrating. And this is definitely, I think, uh, a, a, a part of the game where like the controls, which again, are not great to begin with, really kind of like get a little meh. Um, so the next one we'll just move on to the next one since uh yep. boss around is kind of like meh uh dirge um the the alternate name for this is and i i didn't know this until micah told me but sand tiger i used to call him the sand snake but i think sand tiger is better um <laughs> more accurate uh so i i really i like this fight um but it's also it's it's not nearly as sort of like de- like emotionally devastating to me the way that Hydrus is, but it has a lot of that same sort of feel in some ways. Um, okay. But it, and again, I think that's more about like the velocity and the movement and just like now. Granted, you aren't. Anyways, Josh, tell me what your thoughts on this are. Well, so honestly, I don't remember much about this fight. Um, I get this one confused with one of the later ones, the 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 other one in the sand that flies. Oh, phalanx. Um, there you go. There you go. So I, I in my mind, they're kind of melded into one. So you'll have to forgive me if I start talking about uh, one or the other. Oh, so Michael so will honestly, just take there you with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can do that if if you want through to. Skype. Um. <laughs> um uh, the most memorable thing about this honestly is the way that it looks like just the the huge eyes peering up from the sand was pretty creepy um and and it's just i don't know it's really cool um to see that and then to know like okay just to be um to to kind of steal yourself about what has to be done if that makes sense um but outside of that, I, I honestly don't remember too much about this fight. So, well, Micah, uh, yeah, fill I, him I in. I like this one. I like this one because this was the first one I think where you're really truly forced to use to, to stay on aggro and sprint or gallop, I should say, and um, and pull off the move that you got to do to beat this guy. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I remember it took a while for us to figure out what to do the first time we played it. Um, it was a little nebulous and we were trying to figure that out for a while, but, um, but yeah, that is, it's one of the more satisfying things. I feel like once you get it down pat and you, you pull back that bow and turn around and shoot him right in the eye as, as you know, mm-hmm. aggro's galloping around the, the little arena. Um, so this one's a lot of fun. It's, it's pretty satisfying to take him down. I think a- again, at this point, I'm, I'm sort of like, um, I'm wanting to see something huge, you know. I'm wanting to see a big scale, and this one isn't that big. Yeah. Um, so I was a little disappointed in that regard. But it, it was a cool design overall. It's in the upper echelon for me, the upper 50%. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like this one. Just because just of the way you have to tackle them, staying on aggro and shooting that eye out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just I just remember, like, the first time, yeah. One, I, I actually didn't like being chained to aggro the way because I wasn't like hit, the controls for aggro are kind of weird. 
Um, I get that. And um, once you get used to them, and this game, I, I, at this at this point, like this this Colossus really did force you to sort of like get used to the horse. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I just remember like when you finally like, and you have to use the function on one of the shoulder buttons or whatever that turns you around and focuses you on the Colossus. So you've got yeah. to kind of trust the horse to not run you into the wall or anything. Mm-hmm. And you turn around and you draw the bow and you shoot him in the eye and then he hits the wall or, you know, and then I was like, okay. Yeah, like it, once you get like the rhythm of it, it's like this is a very satisfying fight. I like, again, like I said, I like the velocity, the sort of like the movement of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it was, and, and in a lot of ways, this fight is, is very different though too than anything else we've we've done before. Yeah. Because everything else has sort of been like you you are sort of in some ways climbing onto this thing after you knock it down or over. And this thing, yes, it's you, you're you're you have to blind it and then it sort of knocks itself out and then you run over, you know, and um, yeah, it's it's not like, yeah, I don't think it's a, an outstanding fight um, in the way that like Avion or Hydras are, but it is a good fight and is sort of, yeah, upper half for me. Um, mm-hmm. So, next is Solosia, and uh, I like the term that you used when we were sort of talking about this pre-show, Micah. But the Bulldogs, um, and this yeah. is two. There are two very small colossi, um, and this is the first of the two small colossi. And uh, his alternate name is like the Flame Guardian or something like that. I think is what you told me. Yeah. It, it it goes into the puzzle or of how to beat him. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta get the flame stick and sort of uh, swing it at him so he backs up, falls off a cliff, and then you can then get on his back where the armor's busted off. But um, I think if I'm honest with myself, this is probably my least favorite one in the entire game. Mm. Um, because again, I'm gonna go back to the first time I played it. I'm looking for these big, huge towering monsters and this guy is a huge disappointment in that department he's easily <laughs> the smallest one and um i, I wasn't ready for that i guess so th- that first initial impact was was a whimper for me personally um mm-hmm. but uh he, he that all the fire stuff is cool but but when you get on him if you don't get him quick which he does have you, you can get him really quick because he has a low health bar but um if you don't get him quick and he starts running around man he's a pain in the butt Mm-hmm. Um, to to get your grip to hold on right so you can have a moment, you know, to stab him. Um, so I found him somewhat frustrating and just a, a little bit of a letdown um, scale-wise. Uh, but, um, but, yeah. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I I agree. I, I think he was probably the most frustrating Colossi for me. Um, it, I Getting to him was really cool. I liked where he was, mm-hmm. you know, the, just the, the yeah. world and the arena and stuff like that. Um, uh, I could not figure out the whole fire stick thing. Like I had to, I had to look up a guide um, because Dorman was telling me, you know, he's mm-hmm. the, he's the fire. There's something to do with the fire. So I'd climb up. Um, I, I tried to like climb under the little fire areas and I'd get in the little cracks and kind of hide around and he'd ram the thing. I I guess I completely just didn't even notice the fact that that stick flew off. Um, 
because I was waiting. I was probably, it was probably 20 minutes of me like, okay, not this one. Let's go to the next one. Maybe it's this mm-hmm. other one. And and just like, I, I could not figure it out. So I pulled up the guide and it's like, oh yeah, there's a stick that should have fallen. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm looking around and I'm, oh yeah, there, there it is. Um, and then on top of that, after he falls down, um, it is so easy for him to get you in a loop of like mauling you and then you fall to the ground and it takes Wander like 10 seconds to get up off the ground. And while he's pulling himself up, the thing comes and mauls you again. And, uh, so that was frustrating for me to fight. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad Colossus, just that my experience with it was pretty frustrating. Hmm. And I think that's about spot on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I, I think I like this fight a little bit more than both of you, even though it is frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did take me a while to figure out sort of what to do with the fire and everything else. But in the end, I thought like it was a, like for me, I think I tend to sort of lump this in the higher echelon because it is a bit of a palate okay. cleanser in a lot of ways. It's so radically different than everything else in a lot of ways. And I'm like, oh, OK, like this game, like because... I think in a lot of ways, like, between this and Dirge, like, the game had got, like, in some ways, like, because, like, prior to those, um, Kuramari is the eighth, and then Basaran is number nine, and, like, those, so the first half, in a lot of ways, they all feel, I don't want to say it this way, but, like, they're all different, but, like, in some ways, they're very samey, and then you have, like, this very... Like starting with thirds, you have a very different kind of experience, and then you you go on to Celosia here, and it's like, oh, this is even more different. Like this is small, it's fast, yeah. and I'm like, I I have a little bit more fondness towards this one, and I think you guys, even though I do think it is the fight can be annoying. Like yeah, like the fact that like if you mess up. He very quickly like makes it a very unpleasant experience, like because he knocks you over and like oh you get up and then like if you're not right on it and dodging or running away as soon as Wander gets back up, like yeah he's just gonna come and bowl you over again. Yeah, I I think the other reason why, real quick, why I like this one the least is because he has a twin as far as the design of look. You know, he's got the other bulldog, the Colossus 14, that we'll get to in a little bit. And I think I just like the design of that fight better than this one. Mm. Um, so the fact that he's almost exactly like another one, um, as far as the way he looks, uh, I guess, is where a lot of that comes from, maybe, for me. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, let's move on to the next one, Pelagia. I, I have uh, written in my... This is the Lake Man. And this is actually like kind of like... I, I think... the I don't think the Colossus fight, in my opinion, is as good as some others. But I think everything... Like, as an entirety, this is sort of a standout moment. Like, the scale. Yeah. Like, the, the... Just the the immensity of it all. And... Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'd like to... You know, why don't we... Like, I like... Micah. Let's let's and then we'll 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 finish with Josh. We'll finish with the yeah. noob. Cool. Th- this is one of my favorite ones. Um, I think the lake sets it off again. It sets that tone. It's got great music accompanying it again. Um, and uh, it, if you remember, I think everyone has to approach it the same way. You're kind of on a cliffside. You'll you'll probably jump into the water, and you got to swim. You got a long swim to get to mm-hmm. like the actual boss fight. 
It gives you time to go swim under those big arches and you're like, okay, what's going to be in here? I, something's going to be in the water again, I'm sure. Um, so there's that, uh, that sort of haunting feeling, that aura over the whole thing. Um, and then we get back again, in my opinion, that, that scale, that size, and he comes out of the water and you're like, Oh, okay. And he's aggressive. And, um, this one's a yeah. puzzle to figure out. You gotta, you gotta figure out what to do with this guy. He may take you a little while to figure it out. Um, so I like the design on this one. This one's really satisfying when you beat him. I remember it was a, uh, it's just it's just hard. It takes a little while to, to knock those teeth around and get him to all the towers where you want him to. So it's satisfying when you finally get him. And uh, I think his spot is in the stomach when he comes up. Um, but um, but yeah, this one's really good. This is probably my third or fourth favorite one, probably. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Um, this one. So my personal experience with this one was also frustrating. Not as frustrating as the previous one. Um, but because he's so aggressive, again, it's pretty easy for you to like, and it, this one doesn't get you in a loop, but it, he, you take a substantial amount of damage mm-hmm. every time he hits yeah. you and he is on point, <laughs> like he is on you. So like if I'm trying to go to, because I didn't know what to do, if I'm trying to swim to one of the other of the, the little areas that are there, you're going to get hit and you're going to get you're going to be pretty low on life. So either at that point you can admit defeat and try it again, or um, you, you just kind of wait around until you, your health replenishes. So, um, so personally it was a little frustrating for me to figure out what the heck I'm supposed to do. Um, and, but I, I did have to pull up a guide on this one too. Um, when I pulled it out, I didn't read through, I, I try as hard as I can not to, um, but I did kind of glance at what I was supposed to do next and how to control him. So that wasn't something that I had to figure out on my own. Once I got on top of him, then I, I, I thought it was really cool. Like that, that was a really cool experience, like guiding him around. It feels really good just to smack those, you know, teeth or whatever they are. Um, just the, just the, I don't know, the rumble, the shake of the screen, the sound, it just, it Mm -hmm. just all felt really good. Um, so from that point on, once I knew what to do, I liked it a lot more, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, so th- so this is this is a really good one. My personal experience again was kind of frustrating. Yeah, um, I it, and it just again don't have a whole lot to add here. I think the the biggest thing is like, um, and I just keep coming back to it, like the design and the scale and the immensity of this, where he just like yeah hops up and just like crush like yeah and 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 again like the fact that this this fight doesn't leave a lot of room for error or anything is 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 uh it's 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 a well done fight um i just yeah i think this is one of the, the as far as things go the 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 thing that this fight and and just that that sort of set piece does in general is like the scale it just sort of like dwarfs mm-hmm. you um so uh, it's a very, uh, very cool fight. Um, let's move on a little bit more. Like this is one of the most iconic fights in the entire game. Uh, yeah. A lot of people sort of. Uh, I think when you Google this, you're probably going to see this colossi or shot from this one. Uh, almost as much if you know, probably as much as Gaius, like a shot of Gaius and, and Wander. Um, but this is Phalanx. Uh, and uh, 
it, you know, Josh alluded to him earlier, but this is the one that shows up in the desert. And instead of being in the sand and swimming around the desert, this one decides to swim around in the sky. Um, mm-hmm. So, Micah, why don't you you start us off here, man? Oh, geez. Um, wasn't prepared for this one uh, the first time we played it. Um, again, odd number. I had this one. Mm. Uh, so... Um, yeah, so it bursts out of the sand, goes vertically straight up with this awesome animation. Um, you see it in its grandeur. This is the largest, I believe, there's like, if you actually, you know, uh, scale them out, like, uh, realistically, this is the largest Colossus, I think. Um, but um, anyway, what's great about this battle, everyone knows, is the way you get onto the Colossus. Of course, that's the that's the puzzle in almost all of them. How do I attack him, get on him, whatever that is? And you have to take aggro and gallop next to one of his wings, which, well, first off, you have to shoot these sacks uh, that are keeping him afloat with your arrows, and then he'll drop his, his arms, his wings, so to speak, and you can run with aggro, leap off of aggro onto the wing while it's moving at 45 miles an hour (laughs) and uh and hold on for dear life as it's scraping through the sand and you're just like bring your wing up so he brings his wing up you jump over to his main body and you got the sensation again like number five avion where you're in the air you're on this huge furry guy and the sense of scale and wind and height and i was on the ground and now i'm up here doing this thing and holy moly where's aggro um it's great. This is this one is fabulous. Um, so, whenever you destroy a weak spot in this one, um, you sort of have to recycle and do it again. He's going to dive into the sand, I believe, and you got to jump off of him or whatever, fall off of him, and and start it over again. But um, oh my goodness, the the grandness, the the I don't even know what to say anymore. This one's so stinking good. Um, again, it's what sets this game apart and sort of sets it up on that that top level of, of game making and game design um, is, is this fight. But um, yeah, Phalanx is something else. He's, he's iconic. This, this guy's great. Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I I agree. This one was this one was a lot of I was going to say a lot of fun, but I said that earlier. Um, this one, especially after the last two and getting frustrated, the only point of frustration I had with this one was when I would finally get to that point. You know, you get the sacks, you shoot the sacks. They were they were good, and then you're on aggro and you're coming at him, and you leap and you try and grab onto his wing and you miss. Those are the only times that, that I was frustrated. So maybe it's just me not being, not, you know, having good aim or whatever. Get good, scrub. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I finally found that it's a lot easier if you just try and T-bone him. Um, but then but then you have to kind of figure out where he's going to be because he's faster than you, because yeah. he's so much bigger than you. Um, but, but yeah, this, this was a really good one. Um, the, again, especially coming off the last two that, that frustrated, frustrated me a bit more. Um, this was a nice little breath of fresh air. Uh, something interesting, I didn't even realize this, um, but this is a good point, I, I just saw this online, is that this is the only Colossus that never actually attacks you. Mm. Like, throughout the entire battle, it never tries to hurt you. Hmm. It's, simply, mm-hmm. it's simply kind of doing its thing. 
Um, and, and that's interesting to me simply because it's so huge. Like, I would have been way more freaked out if it had attempted to attack. If there was, like, any sort of aggression at all, it probably would have been like, right. this is very alarming. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, much more so than what it was. So, um, but yeah, no, it's it's a really good one. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have, and, and again, I just feel like I'm just sort of, I, I don't have much to add. I remember sort of this fight very distinctly. I remember sort of, like, the frustration of not being able to dismount, like, mount him properly and then that okay well now i gotta do this again and because he is faster than you and all sort of like but this uh this fight is is this is probably top tier top half for me um and, and it's just like yeah even though yeah he's not aggressive there is just a uh sort of same th- yeah i think too like once and once he goes airborne again it is absolutely like horrifying and and <laughs> magnificent all in one fell swoop and um, so uh, yeah uh, I just remember I remember at one point in time getting very and it was because I was in and I was still not very great at um, writing aggro uh, and like and I was okay. Like, you know, I think, you know, the, the, the fight with Dirge had sort of, like, made me sure. Like, I was like, okay, I need to bone up on, like, controlling this horse and, and stuff like that. But then, like, riding aggro and then trying to shoot the air sacs out. And I just was like, I remember, as, like, stupid horse. No, stop running. You know, stop, <laughs> stop running into rocks. No, stop. You know, um, but, yeah, that, that's a, but, yeah, this is, like, I think that, like, you know that opening cinematic where he just like yeah just launches himself out of the sand it's like oh oh my and uh <laughs> yeah and and again it just sort of like in hindsight i'm like yeah yeah he's not aggressive and i'm just like oh, i'm really glad he's not because that would have been very not cool um one one real geeky moment um whenever they re-announce or whenever they initially announce that they're doing a ps4 remake of the game um, I don't know if you remember, it was at E3, and they showed the trailer, and if you know Shadow Classes, you knew immediately it was Shadow Classes, but if you didn't, there was a scene about, they showed that scene where Felix busts out of the sand, and that's when you know yeah. it's a Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. <laughs> if you did not know already, it was if they did that scene about 20 or 30 seconds into the trailer, and it's just like, good night, just stop. It's like, I'm sold. I am absolutely sold. Like, um, and just for full disclosure, um, I actually own two copies of the PS4 version. I bought it digitally and physically because I wanted that steel box real, real bad. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> and uh, so good. And I wanted it on my hard drive real, real bad. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, uh, and at some point in time, I am going to go back. If I don't have it in storage somewhere, because I know I have some old PS2 games, because I sold my PS2 years ago. Um, but if I. I know I kept a couple, um, but if I can find it, I had Eco and Shadow both for PS2. There's like, I think, two of maybe three games I kept, and I'm like, I want to find them and just make sure that I've still got those. But, anyways, I, I digress. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm distracting us. Oh, man. I, w- I think we're, we're going to contend for like the beefiest boy. 
Uh, <laughs> yes. Take that, Paul and Wes. Um, oh, you're right. <laughs> well, we're, we're covering a lot more material. Um, so, yeah. Um, Shinobia is the next one, and this is the second bulldog. And this is the fight that you actually liked a little bit better. And in hindsight, like I'm sort of thinking through this, and I'm like, yeah, this fight was probably a little bit better than the one with Celosia. Uh, but I mean, like I said, I just I did enjoy both these fights. Um, this one I remember personally just being really frustrated with until I figured out, like, you know, it's sort of in in the name. Um, it's a the lust of destruction or something like that is that what 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 it's destruction luster okay that's destruction luster and this thing likes to run into stuff and um yeah so micah why don't you uh yeah this one is um again it may take you a little while to figure out actually what to do i remember having some trouble initially with this one just like what are we doing here and then you can sort of figure out there's almost a domino effect to the towers and and they get knocked over um i enjoy this one personally for just that that traversal until you act before you even start fighting them um it's fun to be able on top of one of those towers and as it's falling leap off of that onto the next one you're supposed to if you can do that right um that's a lot of fun, but um, but yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this one. He's he's pretty good, uh, better than um, number uh, whatever is Celosia number eleven. But um, uh, yeah, again, I was uh, I was looking for scale with these guys, and so this guy again was disappointing in that in that department. Mm. Yeah, but you didn't have to fight him the first time. You know, your buddy got stuck. No, nope, <laughs> sure did not. Yeah, <laughs> Josh. Interesting. So, so my, I guess I'm the, I'm the outlier on this one then, because after the last few Colossi, this one, I was able to figure out without any help. Like once I figured out that, that you could climb on the one uh, pillar that was already fallen down, um, then I could piece together. Oh, Hey, I can keep going this way. Oh, Hey, I can climb up this thing. Oh, Hey, you know, once it it's knocked over, then it's like, okay, I've got this. I'm I'm going the right way. I can tell because he's, you know, changing the landscape around us. And I thought that was cool, even if it is a little repetitive. Like I thought it was cool going around kind of the entire area that you are doing the same thing over and over again, and then getting to that really tall um, pillar that you climb up was really cool. So again, I think this one was was a lot of fun for me. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't the sense, like you said, the sense of scale, the sense of just like this ominous, um, massive monster that that's coming after you wasn't there. It was more like, I felt more like a matador, you know, like this, this rabid dog is coming after me. I need to find a way to, to, to use its, its aggression against him. And so I, I had fun with it. I like this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I don't have a like I said. I I remember being a little frustrated until I figured out the trick. But yeah, it's it's a fun fight. Um, yeah, not a whole lot there. Uh, let's mo- you know we'll keep moving on because I yeah I don't want to just talk about the fights. I do want to talk about some other stuff. So yeah, we are probably going to go <laughs> yeah. little long in the tooth, but that's okay. It's our show. We're allowed to do it. Um, let's talk about Argus. Um, and I'll sort of open this up real quick here. Uh, they call him the Sentinel. Um, I think the the one thing, this fight to me just felt kind of 
in a lot of ways more of the samey. He's a humanoid. It's you find the weak spots, you know, um, you, you learn how to get on them. Um, but I did like, like the sort of like the, the box or the Coliseum that he's in. I just remember that part of the, this part of the fight being once you sort of get the, the rhythm or whatever, and you're like, oh, no, this is exactly how I do this. And it was like, I remember that sort of loop. Like, you know, because I, I, I think the, the, I just remember being thrown off him a couple times, but the loop of sort of like clambering around again and then mount, you know, jumping back onto him and everything else. I was like, oh no, like this is very satisfying to me. Like I said, I don't think the the fight was super um, difficult, other than like you know, sort of like getting to where you needed to be to get on on top. Um, but you know, it like, and this is another one where scale. Like I don't think he's nearly as big as some of the others, um, but he just feels very, very large. And then they put you in sort of this like very confined area almost with him too, like because it's almost like a corridor or a box, you know, this rectangular sort of box. Yeah. And like it's you and him, and it's like you're in the box. You know, only you know, only one man comes out of the box alive. You know, um, <laughs> Micah. Yeah, this one is um, the scale is there, so I like it for that reason. Um, but I remember being a little frustrated with this one. Uh, just took a while to figure everything out for whatever reason. Um, again, I'm talking about talking about that initial playthrough, um, like getting on his hand. I remember having a real hard time with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, I don't have any particular thoughts. I do like getting on the bridges up top, you know, and jumping down onto his head or whatever. Um, that's real cool. But, um, but yeah, not a whole lot of, of thoughts towards this. And I like his overall design, though. Yeah. Josh? <laughs> then the one thing that I just want to add is the intro cinematic was super cool. Yes. Walking to the edge there and then having him kind of, like, look over and climb up was was terrifying to me the first time yeah after after you kind of see after you're in the little box because i ran the other way and i was thinking or i was trying to lure him over so that i could get back over there to see if there was something over there i needed you know to defeat him or something like that so um once i kind of realized okay i'm a lot faster than this guy i can i can kind of get away from him if i really need to he wasn't as scary but the initial kind of him entering the ring was terrifying. But it would be, but no, like yeah. it's, you know, I guess like I look at this, you know, yeah, I don't have anything. I was going to say something about like getting into the ring with Mike Tyson and being the size of me. <laughs> um, but that's not even accurate. It's like if Mike Tyson were like 50 feet tall and, um, you know, <laughs> but I, if it was more like Mike Tyson from Mike Tyson's punch yes. out. And you're yeah. more like, yeah, Man. yeah, yeah. That seems, seems. <laughs> and he had a sword. Yeah. And he has a sword. Like I always <laughs> called him the gladiator um, because he reminded me of like yeah, a Roman centurion sort of gladiator. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, the fight is, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, that one's, it's like, it's an okay fight. Um, but this, this is, so that was number 15. We are, we're going to talk about Malice. The, uh, and Malice. I, I, yeah. Right. And I like his name, his his extra name, the Grand Gigas or Gigas. Um, I don't know what a Gigas is, but 
you know, he's the biggest of all the Gyguses. I, I think it's the Latin word for giant. Uh, if I remember correctly, he is correctly. the biggest giant, um, <laughs> the most giantest. Um, and this fight, um, and, and sort of before we started recording, Josh, you said you talked about the length, and Micah, you sort of echoed that. I remember, um, sort of like when you sort of come up through the trenches, like that first time, and you approach and. And you sort of see the scale of him. And then he's like hurling some sort of like bolts of lightning or energy balls or whatever. And like you're taking cover behind the the different like sort of partitions and everything. And just I remember just being like infuriated. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, you know, because it's yeah. you don't feel like you can get close. And then, you know, as you sort of, like, worm your way up through the trenches and everything else and finally start to ascend the tower, I'm like, man, um, holy crap. Like, this is at, that this fight is epic <laughs> on a level that I feel like it has absolutely no right to be. And it's... I mean, you... you well, I was just going to say, I'm it's sorry. almost tedious. Um, but... You have to back up for this fight. <clears throat> and I'm going to get into a little oh. bit more of the broader uh, story at this point. So as you defeat Colossi, you're intaking the uh, the essence of uh, Dorman, or whatever you want to call it. And you're becoming more and more um, like him and unlike yourself. And you can start seeing it visually on the character of Wander as you progress through the game. And once you get to the 16th of Colossus, you're looking pretty darn sick. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so that that is there. And then you take what is probably the longest journey to a Colossus. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're on the 16th, you're on the last one, and you've had this whole game you've gone through and you've got this bond with Aggro. Oh, I wasn't gonna you, do this. I wasn't gonna. I didn't want to talk about this. <laughs> you can't not talk about it. Oh. I mean, this is this is yeah spoilers. But anyway, um, so you get to this bridge, this approach up to the oh. final colossus, and you start uh, running across the bridge. The bridge is collapsing behind you, and there's a a gap that you have to jump over. And um, a cutscene takes over, and Agro selflessly. Uh, hurls you off of him onto the safely onto the other side while he falls a hundred feet into the river below. And at that point, as a player, you're thinking, "My companion just died." The only the the only constant like interacting element of the and game. They, this is this is like the you know um, coyote and roadrunner. They show them falling and they show him land. Like in the like you see it, mm-hmm. and it's like oh my! It's, it does what? not look pretty. It does not and, look. And good so either. and so at that point in time, you turn, you start doing a little bit more climbing up the cliff, and the thunderstorm starts, and it starts pitter patter, and the, the thunder and lightning picks up, and by the time you get to the top, and you're at the base of 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 uh, of malice. <clears throat> and the lightning storm is going full, you're like, come on, let's go! You know, like, <laughs> you just killed my horse, let's go! So I'm at no point, personally, I'm like, let's get in these trenches and let's get to you. Come on, I'm ready no, for you. I, see, I was actually, like, and I, I'm just gonna, I was emotionally devastated. Like, not many moments in games have made me cry. I think the, the sort of the final dialogue between Joel and Ellie in The Last of Us 
hit me mm-hmm. on sort of a, a very similar level where it's like emotionally like just sort of like like this is heavy like this animal has been with you the entire game um and i don't know if you guys did this or not but did you try to call aggro no i didn't not i don't know next time next so. time you play through this because you'll play through it again micah <laughs> call aggro and watch right. it like de- like be devastated like and and i'm not even going to tell you what happens but i'm because i don't think i don't think it's necessarily even what happens is the worst part i think but it's like he's not coming he's not coming like you know anyways so that, that i didn't want to talk about that part cuz it makes me sad like it literally uh-huh. this is a figment of someone else's imagination and it makes me cry it was one of the most moving things I'd seen up to in a game up to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I keep to, I hate to keep harping on this, but you know, it was a trendsetter in a lot of ways, and you hadn't seen a lot of these things before in games. Um, so hitting you in the feels like that was uh, was impactful for me, and um, yeah, especially just the way that you sort of interacted with Agro as far as the way you controlled him and how ornery and maybe unresponsive he was. That was by design. Ueda even said. Um, and and, uh, and and to, and to go through that, it was just heart wrenching. So um, that sets up the entire battle of Malice, in my opinion, because you got stakes now yeah. that are more palpable. And um, and yeah, Josh, you want to take over from here? What, what do you do from here? Well, uh, so my experience with that with that scene, um, I had tried to run across that bridge twice before before it hit me like oh okay. i can't do this i need to get on aggro so then when i get on aggro and it goes to a cut scene i immediately i was like oh okay oh this is going to happen so i kind of had already like mentally knew like oh okay Ueda, you're going to take him from me okay this is going to happen and then he throws you off and you you go to the other side and i'm like you could have tried to jump that. Why are you throwing me off like that? And and you see Agro fall, and and you see, uh, like you said, hit the water. And I was surprised at the emotional impact, simply because I, I was kind of like, are you really going to do this? Like, I, I had seen it coming, so I didn't think that... The, I, I had seen it from, like, a writer's room perspective, if that makes sense. You know, like, oh, you're writing this into it that that the horse is going to die now. Um, so that when it happened, I was like, oh, no, like, I, I did actually feel that. I, I was surprised that it that it actually emotionally resonated with me, even though uh, I, I had seen it coming, if that makes sense. And I think that's a testament to how, um, how subconsciously you have this bond throughout the game with aggro. Um, because, I mean, yes, you, he's, he's certainly essential throughout the game but it's um i don't know maybe it's just that there's no dialogue there's no uh it's it's all underneath the surface of of your bond with a video game horse (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so so that was that was a really good scene and so actually as opposed to as opposed to kind of standing in the rain being like okay you're gonna die now I felt like it was almost tinged with sorrow 
of just like I'm I'm drained and this is what I have to go up against. And there's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that there is a real um, the, the music on on Malice is a real ominous downer kind of music. So yeah, that, mm-hmm. that vibe could definitely yeah, come across. Yeah, yeah, the choir and the yeah. Um, so so this guy is really like a, um, a truly like a whole level. We alluded to that before. Yeah. This this is truly a, a whole stage where there's a lot of platforming, a lot of tunnels, a lot, a lot of different uh, uh, spaces to traverse before you even get to him. And then when you get to him, he is a a building more or less that you have to that, that you have to climb I mean he feels like a building until a certain point till you get to his waist um, difficult battle uh, I remember initially this is the only Colossus we could not figure out once you got to his uh, second hand to shoot his shoulder get onto his shoulder we couldn't figure that out we had to look that up um, back in the day but uh, but yeah, the, the the culmination is awesome. Um, when you get finally get to his head and the thunderstorm's raging, um, you know this is it. You know it's the last one. Um, and once you get to his head, he's he's a breeze. Honestly, you know you you got you, a few stabs and it's done. Um, so it's real satisfying getting to that point, knowing that you're pretty safe. It's a pretty safe spot on his head. You're not gonna shake you around too too uh, a whole lot. But um, yeah, a great. Culminating fight um, to to end it all. Mm. I I remember I have this very distinct memory of um, him particularly. First, I don't know what happened. It was probably me horsing around and like, but there was this moment where in, in one of my playthroughs, I was dangling in front of his eye. And it was a very like surreal, like the, the the way that the camera hit it at that point, and I'm going, that's not creepy or you know like <laughs> disturbing or anything else. But yeah, I mean, um, just like I think the scale, and I think just too like, and I'm pretty sure that song is called "The Flight of the Valkyries," the one that we were referencing from Fantasia. But it's like it is very mm-hmm. much like there's this emo- like. Can you imagine if they made him move around? He's huge. And, like, he is way yeah. more, too, like, even with his hands and everything else, he is way more mobile than any of the other humanoid ones. And I'm just so, like, in hindsight, like, I think at the time I was like, oh, he's 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 just, like, a body on top of a tower. That's kind of dumb. And then I'm just, like, now I'm looking at it and I'm saying, like, I'm so glad <laughs> they didn't decide yeah. <laughs> to, like, give him legs. Um, that would have been very not good. Uh, that probably would have made it, but yeah, I think uh, I think like I I go back and it's like you, you enter into that fight, and yes, I am outraged. Like yes, you took my horse. This is like the only friend that Wander has had the entire game, and yeah, dude, I I was I was gonna bring it up, you know, sort of at the end here, um, but yeah, I think like I do want to sort of note the visual transformation that wander goes through i mean from beginning to end, like from the beginning even in the ps2 like there's sort of like a glow of healthiness and hardiness about this 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 avatar and then like at the end i remember like zooming in on the camera and like this is sort of an attention to detail thing that i don't think was really present in a lot of other games um prior to this but like man i remember like kind of zooming up on his polygonal face in the ps2 version or sort of like angling the camera so i was getting like a good look at him and i was like dude he's like corpse paint white 
and he's got like these huge bags under his eyes and there's just like it sort of seems dirty and disgusting and disheveled and just sick looking like he looks like if plague had like a personification it would be wander and i was like man like like and and it's a very gradual like shift as like the more colossi you you sort of kill the the more he sort of gets like sicklier looking um but yeah so uh you kill malice you wake up in the temple and what happens next fellas who wants who wants to who wants to handle this? Man, uh, I mean, I think you'd have much more understanding than I would. <laughs> so you get to the temple, and this is the big reveal if you hadn't already pieced it together up to this point as the player. Um, and again, back in 2005, not a lot of this stuff had been done at, the, uh, at this up to this point. Um, they do a big switcheroo. Hey, by the way, you've been releasing all the 16 pieces of Dorman and infusing him back into one body, which is, by the way, yours. Um, and so that um, basically frees Dorman from his uh, entrapment or his, his, his trap state. <clears throat> and uh, there are some, um, some officials, some leaders from your village or from the neighboring land or whatever that are on your tail because you're not supposed to be in this, quote, forbidden land. And for a reason, for Dorman, the, the head chief knows it, and he's coming to try to stop you from doing this, but they're too late. You're, you, you unlock all the pieces of Dorman. You are transformed into a huge uh, colossus yourself, and, um, and so the, the, uh, the village chief or whatever, I don't know what, you, what we should call him, the guy who's, who's coming to come after you, he basically takes the sword and seals the whole temple up so that uh, nothing can ever come back to this land again, and he's going to just seal everyone away. Uh, Mono, the girl, you, Dorman, and, uh, well, that's it. And um, they're going to get out of there, and they're going to seal it up. So that's what they do. They seal up the temple. The long bridge that extends to the temple into this whole forbidden land is uh, starts crumbling as they get away. They get away safely. And you uh, are left with, well, I guess there's, there's several things that happen. You, um, uh, you the character, the player, uh, you're this huge colossus, and you slowly get sucked into this pool of water, which is in the middle of the temple. And uh, that happens, uh, credits roll, basically. And as the credits are rolling, they show Mono, the girl, wake up after... Everyone's gone. The the officials have gone back safely. Wander, the player, has been sucked up into this pool. You don't know what happened to him. He looks like he just you know disappeared or something. And all of a sudden, Mono wakes up, and she's completely alone. And you're like, wow, that was all for naught for him. Um, as far as just him seeing the payoff, I guess. Um, and uh, Dorman, I guess, kept his end of the bargain. He could bring her back to life. And she did, and then at that point, as she gets off of the altar, Agro comes back up the steps. So uh, with a limp, and you see that is Agro a girl or a boy? I don't know. Um, so, so earlier, um, because we were referencing him as a boy, I, I continued that. I, I took a look 
Google, just a second here. Apparently, Ueda confirmed that Agro is a girl. Okay. Um, but the game itself refers to Agro as a him. Well, either at way, at one point in the game, Agro so. comes back up, so you get that sigh of relief as a player. Oh, oh, uh, she lives. Um, and uh, Mono and Agro start exploring the temple together. They come to the pool where Wander was sucked up in, and what do they find but a little baby, a little baby boy with these little horns sticking out of his head. And it is at this point in time that you realize that Shadow of the Colossus is connected to their first game, Eco, in which point you probably had no idea that they were connected. Um, and uh, potentially your mind's going all sorts of places trying to piece that those two games together. But um, basically, Mono takes uh, the, the horned baby boy into her arms and ascends to the top of the temple into the garden. And... Uh, that's it. Credits roll, and they live happily ever after, so to speak. Um, so uh, there is a lot of interpretations that are flying around about sort of who is Dorman, what is, uh, you know, who is Mono, is she a character in Eco, and all this sort of stuff. But um, that's more or less the gist of what happens. But um yeah, I mean, where do y'all want to go here, Nate? There's well, a lot to digest there. You know, I think we, we, we sort of hit the bulk of it. There is something I would like to point out. Um, you can, when Dorman sort of takes over your body, there's a very limited window of time where you can sort of, like, lash out against these council yep. people that are coming to seal you up. And uh, it's actually a, a, a trophy in the PS4 version. Um, but you can, you can crush... A couple of them you're like you know if i'm going down i'm taking everybody with me <laughs> kind mm -hmm. of thing um sort of like a fight back um but the other thing that I, I would like to point out just sort of from from a sort of mechanical gameplay sort of perspective is that garden that um mono or what in mana yeah mono yeah mono. Um, yeah, yeah I, like the disease mono. okay yeah yeah the kissing girl um the kissing disease girl uh but yeah, I wasn't familiar with her name for for whatever reason. Eh, I'm a, I, I'm just bad at, at this. Um, but the the garden that she goes up to, um, so you can sort of start like a new game plus version, which unlocks the time trials and everything else. Um, but you can actually climb up to that garden, and um, there is fruit on the trees there that if you eat it will reduce your stats which mm -hmm. we had mentioned the lizards and the fruit um, that you sort of gather there are trees where you will be able to shoot down fruit and if you eat that fruit it will strengthen you and there are lizards at every shrine because there's those shrines that are scattered throughout the, the the map that you can pray at to save um, but if you shoot those lizards, the, the ones with white tails, and you eat their tail, that also strengthens you and increases your stamina bar. Um, one of them affects your health, and one of them affects your stamina, I think. Um, yeah. But and, and naturally, as you kill each one of the Colossi, you, you get a little bit of bump in each one of those as well. Um, so this is a way to sort of like, it's a way to mechanically sort of, I guess, gamify your stats a little bit, like manipulate your stats a little bit more. Um, I don't know if I necessarily feel like we need to tackle like the the interpretations or anything, but I did want to just sort of like 
sit for a minute or two and and we are getting josh i think this is going to be the beefiest boy i think we have a winner yeah winner winner chicken yes. dinner yeah. um because we still i you know there are a couple of thoughts I, I wanted to sort of like bounce off you guys and then and then we can wrap it up and uh and let everybody go back to to life as normal um <laughs> as as normal as it gets with us at least um <laughs> but uh, aesthetically like this game uh, i think the the visuals in this game uh we, we sort of have to comment on them at least in passing and maybe at some point in time we'll revisit this and do maybe a little more in depth maybe maybe we'll just sort of like you know shadow of the colossus part two later on um but visually i love how like i i, I and i guess i sort of want to just bounce this stuff off you guys and see what your thoughts are like each of the colossi now now you mentioned the eco and the shadow of the colossus connection and even in the last guardian there's sort of like an aesthetic that each one of those games sort of carries through and um right it's an aesthetic that i appreciate it's very sort of like subdued um it's not super in your face um, and I think this is very, very good character design and world building there, um, even in the PS2 versions of those games. But I want to talk specifically about the Colossi, and I just love the fact that you have these these creatures that are sort of varying shapes and sizes, and um, but in a lot of ways. They all share a very similar aesthetic, like the hair, the stone sort of thing. Um, actually, another favorite game of mine, and I didn't realize this up until a little bit ago, but Diablo 3 um, has a suit that you can get. Like it's a, it's a cosmetic skin that you can actually change your armor to look like so it's sort of an homage to the Shadow of the Colossus aesthetic. Like... Um, I will maybe if I can, if I can remember I'll I'll pull up a, a shot of that I'll take like a screen cap and I'll I'll post that in the book club later but um yeah I just I think like the the actual design just visually of each one of these um, colossi like the the living stone sort of whatever and it, I mean like it's very simple it's in a lot of ways it's very minimalistic um but i just think like this one of those things i think you at least have to comment on that you know they all have like i I love like even with all of them right and i don't think i think there's some that you never see the change because they're always in aggression mode but there is a distinct i don't know if you noticed this josh uh, you probably did micah because you've played it so often but when they go from like when a colossus goes from being aggressive to non-aggressive or from non-aggressive to aggressive like that switch you can tell if you can see their eyes you know what mode oh, yeah. they're in mm-hmm. and it's yep. you know and it's something that's subtle like that like oh all of a sudden like you know um i can't remember which one it was that i was like oh his eyes change and then it for whatever reason it was like every colossus or every colossi after that um every one of the colossi after that i I noticed that and i just like but it's like that's that aesthetic um i i really like the design um yeah so that's i mean thoughts comments you don't care it's okay apathy apathy is fine i guess 
No, I, I enjoy the art a lot, obviously. Um, I think the initial thing that grabbed me is just maybe not, well, no, it was the Colossi, but I was going to say the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and just exploring the world. And, you know, it was almost, like I said, I was, uh, I very much look forward to, like, what does this Colossus look like? What's the design going to be? I, I almost looked as, as much forward to just the the areas you know leading up to him like we mentioned the one right before the wall crawler that sort of tranquil um little section where you get to before you get to him um but just all the art and the environments the waterfalls the trees the forest you go into in Mm -hmm. the ps4 version oh my goodness it's sick um and uh so yeah just just all all the art is, is is awesome um but uh but yeah that sort of i know what you're talking about nate that that sort of subdued um it's like that uh, oversaturated sunlight and that sort of stuff, kind of um, that that goes through all of Team Eco's games. Um, but yeah, just the that loneliness that the world creates. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, just like you know, why are these all here? What happened to this land? Um, the art feeds into all those questions and all that mystery. I think really, really well. Josh. Yeah, not to not to be every other video game uh, person who, who talks about video games um, and and brings this up, but but I'm just gonna bring up the series anyway. I think um, I think this game did a lot of things that uh, I can't remember his name, but the creator of Dark Souls, what he does in his games with his storytelling, I think a lot of that was influenced by the way that this by the subtlety in this game like the show don't tell kind of aspect of it right right exactly it it doesn't have to be in your face it doesn't have to lay everything out like even when everything everything when the game explains itself at the very end um of what you were doing of of the reason why there's still a lot of mystery there's still a lot of questions you still don't really you it answers a lot of questions and it feels conclusive. Like you get that sense of closure from the end of the game, but at the same time, it doesn't give away details. You know, it's, it's the, it's the things within the world that you kind of, you can piece together to, to build your own kind of story around it. Like what is the forbidden lands? You know, what, how, who is Dorman? You know, what, what is his backstory? You don't need to know those things. You just need to know, like, obviously he's some malevolent being that, (laughs) that these people found, uh, was destructive enough to, to seal away. And I think that too, like at the moment of revelation at the end of the game, it all makes sense story wise, but it's only kind of after, at least for me kind of thinking through it, again, through, through the lens of someone who's playing this on the PS2 is like that. I think the type of story that would have gone on beforehand of this group of people of these villagers sealing away this ancient evil in these 16 Colossi, that sounds like a game in and of itself. Like that sounds like the normal game that you would be playing. You know, that sounds like the legend of Zelda game that you would be Mm. playing. And I'm not saying anything bad about Zelda. I'm just saying like, the tropes in video games up to that point, um, it, it feels like this game is a is a 
is kind of a response to those tropes in order to kind of flip it on its head and then say, well, no, here's the other side of that. Now you are being, uh, you're being deceived by that being. And, and actually you have helped the evil in the land. Um, you are not the, the, the hero of prophecy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, so I think, hmm. I think that just brings out some of the things that this game has done um, and again, it's, it's been done in other games since then, but I, I think it was kind of a landmark in what it did do. And for all of the things, you know, I mentioned that I, I got frustrated multiple times. Um, even I, I do think this game is a little rough around the edges, but I mean, it, also it's a game from the early two thousands. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to fault it for <laughs> not being, not playing the same way that modern games do. Um, it, I, Basically, what I'm trying to say is I don't think it's perfect, so I'm not trying to be... I'm not trying to... Yeah, How dare you! Say that this is like the ultimate video game experience, but at the same time, I really appreciate it for what it is, even if my experience of it wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be at times. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Does that sound too political? <laughs> it, it's interesting that you brought up uh, the Dark Souls director, um, Miyazaki, I believe is his last there you name. Go. Um, he cites Eco as uh, as the game that sort of awoke him to the like um, like the possibilities of the medium. Um, okay. You know, I don't know if you know anything about Miyazaki, but he was a real kind of uh, just a lazy dude um, before okay. he got into gaming or, or, or designing games. And didn't really have a lot of drive, but Eco sort of opened that in him, and you know, obviously the rest is history of what he's done um, with his great catalog of games. But uh, but yeah, it, Miyazaki cites Team Eco's work and his and inspiring him. Nice. Huh. nice. Well, and Makes that's sense. interesting because actually, Dark Souls is the original. Dark Souls is one of the games that I will be trying to tackle this year. So hey, oh. and this is the Dark Souls of art games. Yeah, so, okay. well, and that's it is, it's funny. I think like you know you can't sort of like this is the one that when uh, uh, what was it Ebert or yeah no it was yes it was like yeah. oh I don't want to talk about video games as art and everybody was like yeah you need to play Shadow of the Colossus which famously I think he never respond like i don't think he ever did um and i've heard in in other people say like we don't need to justify games as art and, and to a certain extent i agree with that like you know games are what they are like video games are what they are um i think but like this is a game that has i, I would say artistic merit and it is the first game to have artistic merit in a way that is impactful and this is like sort of like the citizen kane of video games right like this is like sort of like one of those moments like this is a high water mark and i think we you have to acknowledge that and like you know because we don't maybe have a better sort of lexicon for describing this is is not doesn't mean that we don't sort of want to give it its proper due um and I guess I sort of, one of the questions I, I wanted to, and I don't think that this necessarily, like, if you don't have a great answer for this, because I don't have a great answer for this, um, I have sort of, I have an answer, but like, why, and so this is the sort of, uh, and uh, I guess like the way that I'm going to, the, the way that I'm going to frame this question is, this is sort of more of a philosophical, theological bend. 
why should a game like Shadow of the Colossus matter to a believer? And I'll, I'll give you my answer, and then you guys can sort of riff off it or just look at me like I'm a buffoon. Um, you know, either way, works. But I think, like, Shadow of the Colossus is a game where excellence and attention to detail, it is industrious on every level. Like, you can see the sort of the polish and the, the, the fine-tuning and the quality. And so, sort of, as believers, I believe there is a call for us to pursue excellence. And I think this is a game where we can sort of look and say, like, listen, like, a bunch of, I'm going to assume they are pagans. They are heathens. They are unregenerates, whatever you know terminology. And this isn't to say, maybe, maybe they are. But it's like, listen, they make something beautiful like that honors its, their creator, even though they don't with the, the rest of their lives. This game honors their creator with the excellence that it embodies and that it demonstrates. Like, can we not, should we not aspire to do the same? And that's, I know that's sort of like a, kind of like this is why i think like video games matter because like they can sort of be these high water marks they can demonstrate excellence they can sort of like be provocative in ways um and that's sort of like the like i said this is sort of like i guess my canned answer in a lot of ways to this but i just wanted like if you guys sort of had to like you know tackle that question why should a game like shadow of the colossus matter to the believer or even just to culture specifically to the believer but um just in culturally like why should we why should we sort of be able to look at these benchmark games and say no there's something special here like what like is my question clear or am i just muddying the waters yeah yeah no no no, i think i think at least I think I get what you're what you're asking by the question, um, and I, I the first thing that popped into my head actually has a lot to do with with your answer. So I hope I'm not just like stealing what you're saying, but but the first thing that came to mind is that um, it, oftentimes oftentimes when that question is asked, um, I think there's kind of an implicit implicit assumption that if it doesn't directly relate to some sort of matter of theology then it's not worth anything that right as as christians we ought to always be thinking on on only things of god whereas i i don't necessarily agree with that i think that because god has created all things that all things point to him and you can use all things to point to him. So I agree with what you said is that um, when we do see a form of excellence, when we do see um, people really pouring themselves into something and doing something just really well, I think we, even as believers, can acknowledge that that is because we are created in God's image. Like that, that creation that they are bringing forth um, has actual value, um, regardless of its, uh, regardless of the 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 creator, the the human creator's intention of how he's using that to relate to God, if that makes any sense. Because I think there are things I, I would say, particularly in this piece of art in uh, Shadow of the Colossus, I do see how there are. 
um, things as I play it that kind of resonate with me and remind me of spiritual truth. So, you know, something like what you had talked about, the the poster that you want to put up. Um, just the idea, and, and I got this a lot with Dark Souls too. I'm bringing it up again. Um, is is just the sense of of um, going up against an insurmountable foe and attempting to prevail, something like that. Um, I think that theme is good. I think the even the ultimate kind of ending of the game where you see that you're being used is something that that causes me to pause you know that this is that this is um that this is possible you know that that i can be um despite my intentions what i'm doing in life could be used improper you know it causes me to kind of stop and take stock of the things that i spend my time on and like am i am i actually uh, is are the things that i'm doing in this life really worth doing or is this am i just kind of spinning my wheels here or is it being used for something evil mm. you know um so i think there are themes within the game as well so i don't know that's just a couple thoughts that i had <laughs> Micah, you got anything? Um, I don't know if I have anything to directly answer Nate's question, but I was thinking about, I was doing some research before the episode about Fumito Ueda, the director, and mm-hmm. one reason why he um, he wanted to make games like Eco and Shadow of the Colossus is, um, and I've got a quote here, um, this is Ueda, he says, um, he says, no one graduates from movies, nor do they stop listening to music. Um, as they get older. For some reason, though, they stopped playing video games. Why was that, I wondered. I sensed a danger in it that it boded poorly for the future. Hmm. And I don't want to overstate what he did, but Ego and Shadow of the Colossus helped usher in this sort of... Um, and again, I don't want to overstate it, but it helped usher in this, this sort of uh, avenue for adults to enjoy games that weren't just um, frivolous kid stuff, I guess. Um, mm mm-hmm for lack of better words, and provoke some actual thought in what you're playing and what you're consuming. Um, And uh, he wanted to spearhead that because he was very afraid that... um, that gaming would go to the wayside as a toy, and he was wondering why adults weren't playing them. Um, and so he made games for sort of adults slash non-gamers almost, which is why Eco was so minimalist. Um, but um, you know, he he saw that and 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 thought that there's 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 something to be said with this medium. There's something something meaningful to be said with this medium, and he he didn't see anything around that that really represented that. So so he went out and made it, and um, I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, but uh, no, that didn't really answer your question at all. Nate, no, but, uh, I I think I think in some ways it there is an answer in there, and I'm not. Ter- but it's like you said, he saw a lack, and so he addressed the lack. He was like, nothing exists that in this way that it ought to. And so he went and addressed it. And like and that, dude, like that's that's kind of an answer. It's like we we like there's something even in that thought. You know, it's like sometimes like I don't know. It's it doesn't necessarily it's not like a, a direct one for one answer, Micah, but I think that is a, a good thought and a solid answer. So you know, kudos to you, sir. And Josh, you know, of course, you're brilliant as always, because you know. Um <laughs> 
but no and and so at this point in time like we have this 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 thing's a little long in the tooth and needs to be put to bed um <laughs> but uh before we go micah i just want to say thanks for coming on thanks for hanging out with us man um absolutely this was uh, uh i i had a good time talking about it and even though josh kind of hemmed and hawed and yeah, said he didn't like it as much as he ought to. Um, you know, we still love him. Uh, exactly. And, I, and I've got a little bomb to drop on both of you. I've never played Chrono Trigger. Oh, oh. <laughs> are, are you a fan of JRPGs? Yes, I am. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you said you said you played Final Fantasy 7. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Cuz I mean it's it's not something that I would say if you if you're not into the genre that this is going to change your mind. I just think this is a shining example of the genre. I, I desperately want a way to play it and I don't think I have one right now. I got a PS4 and a Switch. Oh. Okay. You have okay. a you sure have a phone. A I'm not playing that version. <laughs> smart boy. Smart boy. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it is playable. I I can on record it no. is playable. No. It's just not nearly as good as uh, as it ought to be. Um, well, hey, you know, to any of our listeners, if you want to gift Micah with a 2DS or a 3DS <laughs> or even an old school DSi or whatever the first DS, and then give him a copy of Chrono Trigger, um, you know, I will thank you. And I'm pretty I sure would graciously he, add it to the the backlog golf. I, I'm sure. Right. The, <laughs> yeah, it's a gift, so it yeah, doesn't count. That's, that's, that's primarily <laughs> why I framed it that way. You know, it's like uh, yeah, it's a gift. That way, I won't count against them. Um, but again, just uh, wanted to thank you so much for coming on, Micah. Thanks for doing this yeah. with us. Yeah, man. And um, yeah, I think you know something. You know, we'll, we'll bat it around maybe behind the scenes. Let people. You know, sort of sit in this one, marinate in the beauty that is this episode. And um, I think maybe next time, I'd like to revisit some of this game. And maybe we can talk about some of the stuff outside of, you know, all the colossi. Maybe we can play around in the, in the world a little bit or something. Or, you know, we'll just have you on for something else. But um, this is fun. I, at least I thought Very so. Cool. so. Yeah, I had a blast. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for giving us your time and thank, uh, uh, tell, tell your wife that we said thank you and, as well. And that we're was... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, big old chunk. Of so we're, we're, I guess it's that, that time of the show, Josh. Um, uh, Micah, where can people find you or do you even want them to find you? Uh, I can be found a little bit. Um, I, I hang out in the Reform Gamers group and the the Backlog Book Club group, and um, I'm Doug's Vest on PSN, uh, Doug's Vest, and on the GG app. Um, so you can see me there. If you find the um, the gamer tag spreadsheet that we have in the Reform Gamers, I'm in there mm. with all my stuff and my Switch friend code and all that stuff. If you want to find it, excellent. But yeah, I'm around. Sweet, Josh. Where can people find us? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. There's there's a bunch of different places. Um, of course, there's always the backlog book club on Facebook. Uh, that's a great way that you know you can become a part of the conversation of you know what the previous episodes, what we're talking about next time, and then uh, obviously the things that we have going on. So if you want to join in in backlog golf and stuff like that, 
come join us there. Um, or you can contact each of us, the, your hosts, individually. Um, uh, well, actually, before we do that, we also have an email address, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the backlog breakdown at gmail.com. So if there was, you know, your favorite part about Shadow of the Colossus that we didn't even mention, we just skipped over it in our three hours of talk. Uh, you can you can shoot us an email there and let us know. Um, and then, of course, you can catch us Facebook, Twitter, PSN, Switch, GG apps, and stuff like that. I'm Brock. Oh, mm. I'm Brockalope. That's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And Nate. As always, I am Nate underscore McKeever. And I just, you know, just, and, and I'm on all sorts of things. I'm on PSN, uh, Switch. Uh, if you want a friend code, you know, best place to hit me up is like either on Twitter or or uh, PM me via Facebook. Uh, but I also, so my brother gifted me with his old laptop. And um, so, one, I want to give my brother a shout-out. Luke, thanks. Um, used it tonight. Um, it seems to be working well. We like this. Um, the the nice. other part, though, is um, in that process, I, um, I now have... Uh, I had an old Xbox gamer tag that I'm going to try and reclaim, but I, I bought Ori and the Blind Forest for my laptop, Ooh. and um, I'm... It's 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 very. I forgot to mention that at the beginning of the show. Um, but it's very neat, very pretty, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. But I am Nate underscore McKeever on Xbox Live now as well, and um, yeah. And and I recovered my Steam catalog, so my Steam library. So I uh, I have added to all my piles, and I think. My screen name at that point is Nate underscore McKeever. So all over the place. Yeah. Nate underscore McKeever. Just about anywhere. Um, because I am super on brand or super boring. You decide. <laughs> so. Nice. Well, I had, you know, if it hasn't been said already, I had a great time. This was so much mm-hmm. fun. Um, feel free mm-hmm. to hit us up mm-hmm. however you want to if you've got some thoughts. Um, but till next time, guys, keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. See ya. Yes. <laughs>